Welcome to the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, brought to you proudly by L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, where Rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged. 707, Wal- in- <laughs> 707 Walnut in Philly, always at LLPavorsky.com. I'm Spike Eskin, along with a man who has been up all night gambling, and he's up $100,000. That's Liberty Ballers' own Mike Levin. Morning, Mike. That's fair. Uh, I'm actually up a $1. A single dollar I won yesterday. Oh, really? Playing so. what? What's your game? Uh, I play blackjack. I like blackjack. Yeah, blackjack's fun. I don't like that. Well, whatever. We don't have to talk about that. I don't like with blackjack how you. It's almost less fun with a full table playing by the rules because a robot could play blackjack by the rules. So I think it's sort of fun to push the uh, push the limits a little bit. But everybody at the table hates you when you do that, and rightfully <laughs> I like, so. I like. I like the. Guys who get mad at the person for not like going by the book, yes, and being like, "Well, that's it. Well, you fucked it over. You you messed up for me." And it's like, "Come on." There's okay. there's one thing that I insist on doing that people at the table hate. It's like the I and I I respect playing with other people. I'll do the right thing, but there's one thing that is so it's a it's it's never a good idea to split tens. Like there's no odd there's no odds in the world that says you should split tens. But to me. When the dealer's shown a six and I have two tens, I'm fucking splitting them. And I don't care <laughs> and I'm doing it. Um, and the, like, I looked it up. The odds are like, it's the closest that it could be to even, you know, to split tens, but it's still not in your favor. And people fucking hate it. It's the sort of thing that, like, black, the, the dealer will look at you and ask if you're sure, like, three times because it's the wrong thing to do. So, I love it. Yeah. All right. Podcast is on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Play, SoundCloud, and TuneIn, and ever so close to Spotify. So that's good. We are at 885 iTunes five-star ratings. When we get to 1,000, I read all the reviews. Um, here's a good one, a short one. These are the ones I like. Five stars. This is from Nick in Florida. Easily the most self-celebrating podcast I've ever heard, but funny and insightful nonetheless. That's what we're going for. That's the brand. So That's the brand. Definitely self-celebrating. Okay. Obviously, there's a lot to talk about. I, well, here's, here's on the, on the, the docket. Um, Furkan Korkmaz, how's he playing? Jonah Bolden. Yeah, that, that's number one. Yeah, I'll, these are the number one. I just want to – I like to give out the list so people know what we will discuss. Furkan Korkmaz, we'll talk about Jonah Bolden. We'll talk about the Joel Embiid fine and the little fundraiser that's going on. The, uh, we'll wrap up free agency a little bit because between our last podcast and this one, Danny Ainge signed um, uh, a white guy. And, uh, of course, we have to start off the podcast with um, the uh, the Jonah Bolden stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> with uh, with the, the, the most easily predictable, obviously, um, uh, gut punch – which might not be the biggest gut punch in the world, but it's still a gut punch. The Markel yeah. Fultz, maybe regular ankle sprain, maybe high ankle sprain last night. Now, you were in the building, 
How did it I, it, feel? it happened directly in front of me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I was just watching in horror. It was awful. It was it was like watching a, a car accident of your loved ones. It was brutal. And Luau's face, he was bleeding from the face. Like he, I was right under, when they ran down the tunnel, Luau kind of like shuffled down the tunnel. It like went like right, almost right under me. Uh did you it see? Was, did you see the quote from Lloyd Pierce about Luau? Yeah, yeah, I that's, loved it. That's awesome. The quote okay. that, the, that that made me feel very good. Yeah, the quote was something like, "He's making sure his face is still pretty," or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It was very, it was very condescending. Yeah, yeah. It, it looked the. I'm glad that Luau was okay because he looked terrible. There was blood all over his face, and it looked like I thought maybe he got teeth knocked out or something. Um, but the, uh, I'll tell you the. the 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 problem with, you know, if it is uh, an ankle sprain, and and we'll talk about like we'll play WebMD, we'll do that whole thing. It's I see a, a lot of people on Twitter saying, "Hey, relax, it's just an ankle sprain, he'll be fine." I I think it's for me at least, it's given the last four years, it is impossible to approach this reasonably as like a yep. normal basketball injury. You can't just go, and I know it sounds so. Um, you know, uh, self-aggrandizing or, or woe is me to say, oh, not yeah. again. But like, Everything happens to us. Of course this happens, those kinds of things. But never has there been a situation in which it's been more appropriate than right here. I mean, it is, you know, and especially with the, you know, the ambiguity, the a- ambiguity of injuries over the last year or two or even three where they say it's a sprain, but nobody really believes that it's just a sprain, and nobody believes yeah. that he'll be back in six weeks. So it's it's almost impossible to be reasonable about it, you know. Even given the the at least preliminary positive um, positive look, you know, nothing's yeah, broken. It did, or whatever. it did look look like a sprain yeah. to me. Yep. It just I sprained my ankle six months ago, and it just it's that same thing. He couldn't put any weight on it at all. And it almost looked like as he was like starting to get up or starting to like come to that he had he had hit his head also, at least in terms of he seemed like very woozy and not able to like totally do it. So I think the pain there's there hasn't been any quotes from Fultz yet or any any updates on him, him especially. But uh, he looked like just in a tremendous amount of pain. So high ankle sprain seems seems what's likely at this point. Uh, they rolled out a wheelchair, like they showed it on on the on the jumbotron, like them just like ominously rolling a wheelchair into the locker room. It was not great. Also, and this happened for other teams, all like when like when Josh Hart went down for the Lakers or or Kyle Kuzma. Like, is the summer league training staff just just very slow? Are they somewhere else? Like players were down for a long time before anybody was coming to them. It was like a lot of players standing around being like, uh, anybody get going to get this guy? It, it wasn't good. Jordan Bell played, Jordan Bell got hit in the head really hard and was like grabbing his face during the possession and like played a couple more possessions. It seemed, I don't know, I forget who made this point. Somebody made this point. It was smart. Uh, it might have been Chris Ryan when I talked to him last night. Uh, or no, it's Kevin O'Connor. I met Kevin O'Connor last night. Lovely fellows. Uh, but they were like, we during the regular season, it's all about rest and like making taking care of your body. But 
<laughs> in the summer, it's play five five games in six nights, and uh, it's 120 degrees outside. Yeah, <laughs> it seems, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it does. It does. Now, now we also remember the they, they might even do that. You know, these guys play a lot of basketball. So, and you know, I, I don't know, but yes, it does seem like they're extra careful during the year. And then summer league, it's like, eh, whatever. And, you yeah. know, you know, I don't want to crush the, you know, training staff seen a lot of trouble over the last six months. You know, I, maybe that's a skeleton crew and, you know, whether Mark Fultz is sitting there for three minutes or five minutes, the, the result is probably still the same. And it, it's, uh, to the high ankle sprain thing, you know, obviously he just saw it on, there was the guy, what's his name? David, Chow or the uh the the guy that's the Sirius XM um football doctor on Twitter that yeah. um he, wasn't there like isn't he like some isn't he like not legitimate also there's varying reports to his legitimacy I don't know it's it, I mean his Twitter bio says he was a team physician for 17 years for the Dolphins there's a whole something. there's a whole deadspin expose on him being like a lunatic yeah, well, they're mean to us anyway. So, I mean, fuck them. Uh, well, he said he, the, the only thing about the high ankle, and I don't, I don't really. I, this is what we, I guess we have to do anyway. I don't know much about a high ankle sprain, but I, I broke my ankle twice and I sprained it twice. And actually, it was the same, sort of that same thing. You know, like you you go down and it goes to the side like that, like that normal yeah. sprain thing. But it yeah. did it. That's all it looked like. It looked like a normal sprain. Now, I don't know what a, he was, he was talking about the difference between that and a high ankle sprain. And he actually disagreed that it was a high ankle sprain given what it looked like. Um, and I, I would guess that they determine that based on where the pain is or where, because from a, from an x-ray, you're not going to be able to see which ligaments are, are, strained and torn and all that kind of stuff in an x-ray so i don't know how they would see that from an x-ray whether it's a high ankle sprain or not but those typically take longer to heal like look i think the the normal case scenario you know this won't be the best case scenario obviously it never is but the normal case scenario the reason it's a bummer is because this sort of wipes out his summer training and that the the best case is that if he returns in I don't know 8 to 10 weeks let's say if they're being conservative that's only a few weeks before the season you know after training camp has already started so uh so that's sort of a bummer that he misses out on all that and misses out on being able to play with the other guys you know whatever yeah. they decide to do this summer all that kind of stuff now let's hope that's all it is and then life goes on you know that Ben Simmons did the same thing to his. I'm, you know, they say that there's no break here, but the Ben yeah. Simmons injury apparently looked pretty similarly, except he landed on a foot, whereas Fultz just landed on the floor. Uh, it sucks. Yeah, I mean, is this where I pull out my out for the season uh, hat again? Oh boy, I don't know why it's a, I don't know why it's a hat. Yeah, look at it. But... Wow, wow, it's 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 a red trucker hat. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't. I just don't know. I mean, there's no reason to assume he's out for the season if it's a sprained ankle. But uh, they're going to be cautious on it. There will likely be setbacks, as there always are. Like, if we get into a January thing. No, no. I'm just so tired of having this conversation. How does it keep happening? It's annual. It's our annual depressing injury I mean, like, let's, podcast. Let's, let's be clear. Let's be clear. Injuries happen to every team, in every sport, all the time. But the fact that it continues to be our first round pick, our first, you now a couple times, first overall pick, yep. getting injured in summer league or preseason and missing the rest. 
this is we are two years probably to the day of of me being in Vegas and having a conversation with you when Embiid Embiid's news came that he's going to miss the ne- the next year as well. Yeah, his second year as well. I remember it well. I was sitting with Frank Madden and John Hill, and it came down. And it was bad. And I'm here. I am in 120 degree heat, surrounded by fucking bloggers. And now I got to deal with that. It's terrible. Maybe I just shouldn't come to Vegas anymore. It's oh my god. It's I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it keeps happening. The worst like, exact exact way. The worst place to deal with any sort of negative news is in the middle of the real life basketball Twitter. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't agree with your your assessment of of real life basketball Twitter. I just. This is not pressing right now, but I think the reason you go so hard on basketball Twitter is because you feel that sports radio gets a bad rap, so you turn it around. No, on that. A- absolutely untrue. Absolutely untrue. That's not. That's not. That's not the case. <clears throat> no, no, no. I, I would tell you if it was. I like. But that, do you, but do you feel that sports radio gets a bad rap? Well, I think it's funny that like all right, you read your your replies and you've been on Twitter long enough to where like anytime somebody has a shitty like anytime anybody wants to make up some shitty take, they'll say, "Oh, here's the sports radio caller." And I'm like, "Well, it's also I saw that. I saw that in your in your Hawks argument that you got into." Well, it's also like, yeah, like 40% of the tweets I get. You know what I mean? Like there are shitty opinions everywhere, not just on sports oh, yeah. radio, you know. And the I would say that I hear, you know, and because there's no filter because I can't just take one at a time, I would imagine this is the reason. But, you know, I've I've dealt with more negative people on the Internet than I ever have on sports radio. So and I've what do you mean? What do you mean negative? I mean, like shitty, like not even like, yeah, no, one's gonna, not many people are going to call into the show and just be like, <laughs> just say shit. To well, but, but, to even, but it's even, easier to do it from behind. Yeah, which makes it worse. You know, I think and I think yeah. the uh, I think there are there are plenty of like. I think that the difference between me now uh, getting into those discussions on Twitter and me like, I don't know, um, three years ago is like once I see that somebody that I vehemently disagree with whatever their sports opinion is, I just like – Is a Hawks fan. What's that? Once you see they're a Hawks fan. A Hawks yeah. fan, yeah. I just sort of either uh, mentally disengage or mute them. And if it's somebody I like, I'll mute them for like two days to make sure that it's all out of their system. I just don't want to argue anymore. I just I don't sure. want to argue about sports. We so, got to get back to the full stuff. But do you, yeah. you you mute people and then go unmute them? Because I'll never remember. Once they're muted, they are out of sight, Adam. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll occasionally, um, not even more than occasionally, yeah, slightly more than occasionally, slightly less than regularly, mute people that are regular, that I get in regular exchanges with if they get, like, if it's too annoying for me, just so I don't, it's more, it's less about them and more about me, so I don't have the urge to respond anymore. So if have I Have like, you ever muted me? Um, I don't think so. I think there might have been... Maybe probably during the election stuff, I might have muted you. I don't remember specifically. That's what I've never muted you about a sports thing ever. Um, maybe during that, but I think I was I was probably heavily muting then. So, um, but I don't I don't. Uh, it's more about I just don't want to engage. Y- you know, a feature that Twitter has that's really good actually that I've started to use rather than to mute the person is mute this conversation. Have you seen that? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, oh, it's, it's great. It's, it's a good one. All right, All back right. to the Sixers. Yeah. Uh, so. We're going to find out more stuff as it comes out. He's not going to play the rest of Summer League. I would assume that Luau doesn't play the rest of Summer League either. Uh, I'm here for another day. I'm going to go. <laughs> Good. <laughs> let's, let's talk about what's most important. I get to go watch Caleb Tarzuski play some more. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, it's just 
Ah, fuck. I, odds are Luau isn't out for any length of time. This is just, you know, a cool, like, you're not a Game of Thrones fan, but like a Tyrion-esque face scar that makes him makes a pretty pretty face look a little bit more hardened. Um, but the the fault stuff, you just we just don't know. And ankles are tri- tricky, and he missed some time in college with the with some uh, knee and below stuff, uh, and and in high school as well. So it's just not it's just not an inspiring thing to happen. <laughs> no. Uh, do you want to? I mean, I don't even know what to say anymore. I hope he's better. The, obviously, the 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 full press release about his condition will come out immediately after we're done recording. Um, and uh, and either we we should cover every specter. He's out for the year. He's only out for a month. He's out for two months. There we go. Uh, I don't think we'll know. You know, I think they will. They will talk about you know eight weeks or something. That that's going to be my guess. You know, in that six to ten week range but classic yeah uh um, do you want... talk about just how he's played and yeah. how the rest of the team's played yeah so how 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 have you you always you haven't watched you didn't watch him too much in college no nope. what what was your impression of, of of him on the court he seems like a really talented scorer he seems like I, i'm i'm and concern is not the the right word i watching how much more comfortable he is just taking the ball and scoring as opposed to being like quote-unquote off ball um, and, you know, clearly they were having a, a point guard start with him to get him used to doing that. I just I think the fit with he and Simmons is, you know, possible and will be fine. But I think it, it, it's going to take a little while. You know, I, I just I think we're going to see a lot sure. of your turn, uh, their turn. I was very encouraged. He's just more of, you know, like all of the bad things. None of them seem bad to me like clearly he's going to be sloppy sometimes he's 19 at summer league Uh, none of the his i'll tell you his free throw form is is not good um he changed his shot his shot he shoots it like more in front of him now yeah and like and he has like this weird little like um i guess hitch is the right word at the end of his free throw sort of like anthony mason used to do that a long time ago before your time but no i know anthony mason's free throw form come on well well anthony not and not the young one the old one well anyway he he stops at the end of it and sort of holds it there and it like Mm -hmm. you know it it actually sort of watching him do that it explains why his you know why he seems like a better jump shooter than he is a free throw shooter so um they gotta get that i hope he gets that fixed at some point but i thought he looked real good man he's he's really smooth he showed some uh great moves i think i you know he he seems like he can get anywhere he wants um he makes tough shots you know he's a skilled offensive player i just think the fit with he and simmons is going to take a little while yeah i mean that would happen anyway two rookies playing sort of interesting interestingly different positions but sort of similar um yeah i mean he's crazy smooth he's a smart player you can tell summer league you know you don't know what 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 coaches are in their ears saying like yo attack 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 we want you like doing it and so you know there's, there's there were passes that he missed so a couple times last night Furkan was like really open and and fultz kind of just took it himself but you saw that in the celtics game with both jalen brown and uh jason tatum doing the same thing sort of just like trying to get theirs and a lot of times to to no avail um i mean fultz is i mean he's going to be very good what what will keep him from being elite i think is he doesn't have top shelf athleticism or 
quickness with the ball yet. Um, and so there are times when he and he's not crazy physical yet. So there's times when he it's just not at it's just he can't. I mean, he can get where he wants, but he can't do what he wants when he's there. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, so, I, I think a good example of that really was that final shot in his first game where he he got to the rim and he went up for a reverse that if he was more explosive, uh, you know, the fact that he got there was impressive, but yeah. he, 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 he doesn't have like that explosiveness off the floor to really get that ball up and in there. And he doesn't seem like he has like that Kyrie Irving sort of um, craftiness to make sure you know, to figure out a trick way to do it. And uh, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, he wasn't, like, great finishing at the rim in college, right? I mean, No, yeah. no, he wasn't. Um, and that'll come, and he's going to be – I mean, he's going to be great. We're nitpicking at this point. He's going to be great. Yeah, I just think I'm that excited. Because he doesn't have that top-shelf athleticism, he's going to need to become a Chris Paul-esque shot maker from pretty much everywhere on the court. Um. But he's smooth and he's smart and he'll get there and it's all going to work out. And when he's playing with actual teammates, that'll improve. He had a couple shots off the catch. That was nice to see. Um, I just, I mean, it's crazy that he's a sixer and I, I would be much more excited to be saying these words if he didn't just die in front of my eyes last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to be clear. I was, I, I think my, my overall review was positive. It was more relief than anything else, you know, because I barely watched these guys in college and I don't think his, like I said, his, his YouTube stuff wasn't crazy. You know, it doesn't like blow you away watching it because of that athleticism. So when I was watching him, it was more like relief. I was like, "Oh, yeah. he's good." Okay, like I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm, I'm good. Like even that uh, was it the third or fourth quarter of that second game against uh, was it against the Jazz the second game, you know where he sort of went off. Um, yeah, it was in the, yeah when they brought him back. It was against the Jazz. Donovan yeah. Mitchell, by the way, is great, and I was I feel great about being right about that. I uh, just wanted to throw that in really quick. Um, but yeah, I, he's he's good. He's gonna be good. I can't wait for him to play with real players. Oh, God damn it. I can't believe his ankles just watched it happen. What you know, are we doing? You know, it is, is it is crazy watching um, Summer League, like the second year guys who are uh, – the, the two guys who win the award for obviously too good for Summer League right now were Jalen Brown and Patrick McCaw. Like, Pat, like neither yeah. of those guys need to be playing in Summer League. After – I saw the one game from each of them and I would have sent them right the fuck home. Like, okay, so, enough. Yeah. That's what, that's what happened with Ingram. But then Jalen Brown did not – look great last night a lot of forcing shots and watching him warm up like his shot is going to be better but you can tell there's still a lot to go because he misses a couple even just in warm-ups he misses a couple shots by like a lot like he's you know josh jackson would do that where he'd hit a couple and then miss by like a foot and a half and you're like something's up here yeah well, uh, I think more than anything, Jalen Brown just physically. I, I think like the speed and yeah. the physicality. He's just totally. when you when you played a year with actual NBA players playing actual NBA minutes, um, summer league must look like playing with you know a college guy playing with JV. Yeah, or something. same with same with Dante Exum. Um, very fast and was hitting shots, so it was pretty tough to guard in a summer league atmosphere. Um, all right, so how do you feel? I mean, Luau has missed a ton of threes. I'm not really worried about him. Uh, he looks smooth. He can. I love how he uses baseline. He's cutting nicely. Um, he didn't play great defense, but uh, I'm not. I'm not generally concerned. He's he's also another 
like smooth, not crazy athletic, but like smooth and gets where he, he wants to get. His handle's improving, his left is improving. Um, he's not going to be asked to do as much as he w- as he was ever, but uh, but it's nice to know that he can he can he should be able to work within a facilitating environment, even if he's not the one facilitating. I gotta tell you, I'm not out on him, but I'm I'm not I'm not in. I I uh, watching Corkmaz. I I said the other day, Corkmaz moves as fluidly as I was expecting TLC to move. Just really, yeah. I there's a a smoothness to the. Now it helps that he's a a better shooter and a I think a better ball handler at this point. But even the way he glides, everything about uh, TLC to me looks like clunky and awkward. And, oh. and I, um, I, I don't, he, you know, the backdoor cut stuff is fine, but until he can, I, I'm really, uh, this is, this is pretty typical for me, but like the guy's going to have to learn how to shoot or dribble or I'm not going to, I'm not going to care about <laughs> I, I think he can't dribble. I totally think he can dribble. I disagree. Thad, you're absolutely right. Can't dribble, but, <laughs> but Luau can absolutely dribble. He's got, he works with his left. He gets like, he gets a little head down syndrome sometimes. Where he like gets caught, but I don't think it's going to happen much in, in when the season starts because he's not going to be asked to do much. Mm. I'm I'm not I'm I'm um I guess I'm just um holding I'm not I'm not sold I'm definitely not sold now that I guess okay. that's a transition to I like I think Korkmaz looks a little like like um, he, he was playing he, he was playing pretty scared a bunch of times yeah. and he's tired he's been you know he's his small been crazy. yeah. But I, I but, think but he'll. I, he he had some signs in there. Like I, he he played with relative ease. I thought like when he looked good. I don't know. I like uh, and he's he looks big, man. I mean, tall wise, he just looks really tall out there. I don't know mm-hmm. what his wingspan is. And it was he is Corkma six seven or six eight? I think he's like six seven, six eight. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a little bit there. Yeah, he's he's big. He does he does not his face uh, does not look like a basketball player. He looks like um, great face. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to figure. I I can't think of what he looks like, but I was I was happy to see him. And just a couple of uh, because people were um, people were arguing about this for some reason. So I, t- I talked about doing a, a night, a Rice Ricky Sanchez night at the Sevens to go see Corkmaz play. And I had a, co- a couple of conversations with the Sevens, and we're going to do it. And um, I, I'm expecting a thousand of our listeners to be there, like definitely, which is going to be awesome. And we had talked about—I won't bring it up yet—but we talked about a potentially incredible promotion, like an incredible opportunity. But people kept saying he's not on a two-way contract; he can't play for the Sevens. You, you don't have to be on a two-way contract to play for the Sevens. Like that's true. I just want to explain that to people. A two-way contract is a different kind of contract. Um, it costs the you can team. Still- Send anybody down. Yeah, you can send anybody. I believe in their first three years, um, definitely first year, but I think first three years, you can send them down. Like, remember um, Lorenzo, who was it? Uh, Brown. Lorenzo Brown. They sent down like 40 times in one year. I think Hashim yeah. Thabit got sent down his first year into the D League. Um, and I think, didn't I think plenty, Anthony, plenty Anthony Bennett? Yeah. So Furkan Cork, they're not just going to. Assuming that he's not going to play much this year, and I don't think he will, they're not just going to let him sit on the bench all day long. The guy's going to play for the sevens, so yeah, he'll go up and down. Yeah, um, but he can shoot. He's hitting shots. He's uh, he started moving better and a little more confidently once, actually, once Fultz and Luau were not on the court. Um, I think he was he was a little bit of just like stand there and wait for the ball to be passed to you before, and it didn't seem super comfortable with that. But the defense didn't look as bad. 
just like eye test wise as I expected it to. He's sort of bouncy. He was moving well. Um, you can tell when guys are just like totally hopeless on defense. And, I, and he didn't look hopeless to me. Maybe off the ball a little bit, but at least he's long and athletic enough to sort of stay with guys. So I, I'm. I, I mean, he's gonna be good. He's he's so young and so has so much time. So I'm I truthfully didn't really want him to come this year. Um, but if they want him here so they can, the fact that he paid so much into his buyout is crazy. Um, and the fact well, that they want him here to like work on his strength and conditioning and stuff, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not upset about it. I just would rather have him out for one more year, but that's okay. I think there's somebody had brought up the possibility to me, um, who, oh, uh, no, somebody brought up the possibility to me that like maybe part of what's going on in Turkey was the reason he wanted to come over here. Yeah. And maybe that's sure. why they helped them. I th- it's, cr- it's crazy that like that's the world. It's like, okay, should I play for the Sixers? What's our 15th roster spot? Well, there's <laughs> there's a strongman leader in Turkey, and that's why Dario came over. It's like it's amazing that that's, you know, when like Cubans defect. Yeah. Uh, it's just like it's crazy that that's the world, and we, you know, should consider ourselves lucky, or at least so far, that we don't have to deal with it, it as was- much of that. It was Wright's to Ricky Sanchez theme song singer Amos Lee that suggested that was a possibility to me, mm-hmm. and I think it because it did seem it did seem like he wanted to come over very very yeah. very badly. So yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, what do you got? Wait, what's that? Jonah Bolden, what do you got? So I am positive about him. It's funny. Uh, I was thinking about him. I'm not as excited as everybody else, but I'm excited. I was thinking about him and Jonathan Isaac, and the reason mm-hmm. that I'm I'm much happier to take Jonah Bolden in the second round than Jonathan Isaac with the sixth pick. And I know Isaac is more skilled in a couple of ways, but still mm-hmm. not skilled enough. And like mm-hmm. you're basically taking him because of a a set of physical attributes and some basketball ability. And you're hoping that you can develop those things and they become a guy. And I Because he's already this good at, at his age. Yeah. And, and because physically, like look at how he is physically. He fits the game physically right now. I, I am really happy to take a guy in the second round and let him develop and figure it out. Much happier to take a guy like that than having to take a guy at six and and doing the same thing. And I know they're not the same kind of prospect, but I watch Bolden, and he looks to me physically like if Kevin Durant were more athletic. Like he has a very similar build to Durant, whereas Durant looks like um, – like a tall, regular guy physically to me. Like he he doesn't look particularly athletic. But he to is me. very athletic. Well, he's uh, flexible and long, but he's I don't know. He looks more athletic to me than Durant does, and he uh, he seems aggressive on defense. He takes a lot of bad shots, uh, but yeah. I'm I'm excited. And the fact that he's going to get another year playing with grown men in a uh, in an overseas league in Serbia, I think is great. I think it seems like it was a really good pick. Yeah, I mean he's he's jittery and mean in like a fun way. He's got some Rashawn to him, uh, just wanting to like block the shit and dunk the shit out of everything. Um, I think your Isaac point is is pretty fair. Uh, Isaac could turn. He's a good enough shooter and is, and is like a pure scorer in a way, or could become one in a way that Bolden never will. Mm-hmm. But um, Bolden just seems like a guy that is going to be a contributor on a good team. You know, like he's going to be able to play small ball five and protect the rim and like hit shots in transition and run around and dunk on people and put up, put back dunks and just pass well. Like he seems just like a, a good guy to have on your team. And so, uh, yeah, there's, he's made mistakes and his offensive game is pretty rudimentary at this point. 
Um, but great, great pick in the second round. And if we can, if he, I, he'll probably come over after this year, I would guess, or never, like, as I've like heard. Dario, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and you know, what's funny is for an offensive game as rudimentary as it is, he certainly does not seem shy. You know, yeah, yes. <laughs> you know, he he certainly comes from the the Jeremy Grant uh, part of our yeah. brains that I called him. I called him the, the thinking man's Jeremy Grant. Yeah, and uh, he's you know he's slowly recovering from his uh, from his stupid face. You know, <laughs> I... I think his face has improved a little bit. I don't know why it is, but I think I think that he's gro- he's growing into his face. <laughs> uh, I yeah, so I've been uh, I've been pretty happy with him. Uh, I it's been I know people have been excited and let's get him over this year and blah blah blah. There's nothing wrong with having a pipeline, man. It's like finding five dollars in an old pair of pants. You know, yeah, you, I love. It. It stays overseas long enough. I know we don't forget about guys when they're overseas. Um, there was a, uh, a, let's just say, a member of the Sixers organization sent me a picture of two Sixers fans sitting next to each other in Las Vegas yesterday. One had a Rashawn Holmes jersey. I saw they, those guys. And the yeah. oh really? And the other guy had a uh, um, what's his first name? Vasily Micic had Vasilia, a yeah. Vasily Micic uh, over uh, like European jersey on, like the full mm. jersey. Um, and I thought Pretty it was solid. awesome. Yep, yeah. Six, Sixers fans are the best. Um, uh, anybody else? I mean, the team. Honestly, the team is pretty uninspiring. Uh, Poitras looked a little better than I thought he was. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind Poitras as as a two way guy. He's he he doesn't seem he makes so many mistakes. He seems like he seems like he has all the athletic tools in the world, and I like how the shots come along. And he's a pretty good rim protector as well. And he could and he could have some like uh, small ball five in him, um, but he just he seems like he makes a lot of mistakes and like isn't doesn't make the right pass a lot of the time. He's, he he finds his way to get like putbacks and like little like little garbage points, but you got. I mean, he was he played for Kentucky and was a huge prospect and never left and barely got a shot with the Sixers and like you got to wonder why those guys don't make it and it's it just got to be like he just doesn't think the game well if he's not if he's not making it, if he's this athletic and this and and the shot is developing you got to be like well what's up man what's going on yeah. Um. Who else? The uh, it's great to see Larry Drew too in there. I think Rich, yeah. Ho- Rich Hoffman made a, a good point about like the most wrote a, a a funny you know crowdsourced column on Philly Voice about the most processed moment of the last four years because he was just watching Larry Drew too. And there was a, a point at which when we saw Larry Drew, we were like, "Oh my God, he's great!" Because he was yeah. just a normal point guard. Yeah. I, I don't you think there should be for the next as long as we can stretch it. One spot on the Sixers summer league roster from like a process remembrance spot. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. In like in like ten years, we get like thirty three year old Scotty Wilbekin. Yep. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and I, I'm proposing next year in the big three, if assuming it makes it to next year, and I think it's actually doing uh, pretty well. If the big three goes to a second year, there should be a team called um, the Process, and it should be all former process guys, which would be awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, but in terms of, like, Miller Trimble's not – I mean, he was a good player at Maryland and then stayed too long and then is, has shown that he's not really much of anything. Isaiah Miles hit some shots. Um, could be a little stretch stretch four action, um, but doesn't really do much else. Uh, Aaron Harrison, I don't, who cares? 
Uh, I don't mind. I wouldn't mind Isaiah Briscoe as as a, as a two way guy. He's not crazy high upside, but um, it, it, there's there's a part of me that always believes in Kentucky guys uh, because like Cal had them in a certain situation or whatever. Yeah, and he was a huge prospect coming out of high school, and uh, he's not a bad player by any means. I'm just like it's sort of thing. Like, is there something left to untap in there? Could he be? Could he become? Could he work himself into becoming like Avery Bradley esque? Probably not. But like, I can't deny that. Part of me is like thinking it. So I don't know. I'd be fine. I'd be fine with like Isaiah Briscoe and Alex Boyers as the two way guys. That'd be fine. And they don't have to take two two way guys, but it seems like a waste not to do it. Yeah, you know? I'm I'm honestly just pretty uninspired. I I you know look you know me, okay? You know that I'm just dying to be inspired by summer league guys. Yep. And. uh and it's it's I'm just kind of not there's this is I that's I mean as much as this is a minor minor crazy minor concern like the fun with the previous regime was finding guys on the fringes and I know we're not in that position as a team anymore where we need to do that but it's still nice to like you look at the Warriors like picking Pat McCall in the 40s obviously we just took Jonah Bolden and I think he's going to be good also but guys it's never bad to get guys in the second round or undrafted that can like contribute in a positive way for cheap for three four years whatever um honestly i feel like the sixers at the uh, now don't really don't really aren't really looking at that anymore i think they're kind of just like yeah fill out some guys grab them throw them in there we're fine i just wish we had a uh guard bucket getter on the summer league team like a cast i like we always had Casper Ware, you know, there was always somebody who was too good for the summer league, but not good enough for the NBA. Yeah, Pierre Jackson for sure. Yeah, that that would have made it a little more fun. You know, I hear that. I, I, okay, yeah. it's a fair assessment. Um, I have very little say about the Embiid fine. If you want to go for it, I'm just like, yeah, it was bound. It was bound to happen eventually. Yeah, and I'm glad. I I just don't want to talk about that guy, not Embiid, the other guy. Uh, yeah, I I uh, it's obviously them. The, he's Obviously, there is a. They're trying to to tell him to settle down because NBA players use profanity on social media pretty constantly. Um, you know what's his name? Uh, um, who's the guy on the Warriors? The guy I don't like. Um, Draymond. Uh, Draymond Green like put his dick out on Snapchat. <laughs> I don't think there was a fine. <laughs> you know, so. did, did the dick? If it didn't say fuck on the dick, <laughs> yeah. that's okay. So all I'll say is this: is uh is I thought a listener, it took about four seconds for a Ricky listener to start a GoFundMe to match Embiid's fine. Uh, and he's going to donate all the money to uh, the SPCA, um, which I thought was a good cause. He, he, he originally said the charity of Embiid's choice, but I was a little worried that we would never actually get that answer. So I just mm-hmm. told him to switch it to the SPCA. Uh, overnight, it's at over $2,000 now. Um, Michael Rappaport had had promised $1,000, so I'm calling on you, Rappaport, to put in the 1000 So the link Michael did. Rappaport? Yeah. Not Max. No, Michael Rappaport. Act, the actor? Yes. Actor, what, more okay. of a podcaster than an actor right now. Sure, I guess you're right. Yeah, he... How much does Max Rappaport donate? I don't know. That's we better question. ask him. The uh, And the names, by the way, the names on the GoFundMe are awesome. You can go to the post on rightstorickysanchez.com and see it. The uh, Michael Rappaport tweeted out, if anyone starts a GoFundMe to pay Embiid's fine, you can count me in for $1,000. And like 50 people sent him this. And then he tweeted... I actually had had a conversation with him once about a radio podcast thing uh, because we were within the same company. He did this podcast with Play.it. 
and he asked is asked me on Twitter, is this legit? And I said yes. So I'm waiting for his thousand dollars. Yes, that Rappaport, the the correct right. Rappaport. Yeah. So right. so I you know any um I love you know if it's going to save dogs and cats. But yeah, the the, the fine itself, I don't care. Yeah. Um, let's do the LL commercial, and then you want to talk about uh, Brandon Austin, and then we can sure. finish up on free agency. Yeah, uh, I got a text message from LL this morning. Um, he is on a, He he took his flight to summer league. On the flight to summer league, had a couple of rights to Ricky Sanchez engagement no. ring purchasers. Yeah, one that I saw the guy. There was one guy, one listener, who bought his ring from Lee and got engaged at the L.L. Pavorsky holiday party, and I saw it happen. <laughs> he went to Summer League. Now, wait a minute. The guy that that ring – I hope I'm not blowing up his spot or anything. I don't know what that ring cost, but let me tell you something. The ring cost a lot of money because it was fucking – it was an enormous ring. It was a really – Lee did good on that one. That's all I'm saying. I'm sure the guy got a great deal, but Lee did good on that one. But Lee said there were uh, some Ricky listeners on the plane, and he was very excited. Look, LL is the um, the only sponsor of the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. He is a fabulous human being and an even better jeweler <laughs> than he is a human being. You think he's a better jeweler than he is a guy? Yeah, but I think he's a great guy. So, I mean, well, what's that? you got to pick one. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, okay. it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a finish. It's a uh, photo finish right at the finish line. But that's saying a lot. You should buy your engagement ring from LL. LL is closed for the next few days. Actually, he texted me that he is closed until the 18th, I believe. Um, and then he'll come back. Wait, there we go. Close until the 18th. So when he comes back, that's when you can set up your appointment to go buy your engagement ring from LL Pavorsky Jewelers. Remember, he can't help you now because he's at Summer League. Let's just throw <laughs> that out there. Uh, Actually, I, think I'm, I think I'm seeing him tonight. Yeah, good. Uh, are you going to live stream? No. Oh, come on. <laughs> live stream what? <laughs> I don't know. Just hanging out with him? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's great, great content. Right yeah, now. it is. Well, it's a, it, you know, buy your engagement ring from Lee, but make an appointment first. 215-627-2252 uh, is the phone number. You can tweet at him at LL Pavorsky. You can go to Las Vegas and find him at Summer League to make right. your appointment. You can email him at LLPavorsky.com. Uh, and for every... What if, had, what if he had rings like in his jacket? suit jacket pockets like he opens them up at summer league and just like a bunch of wedding rings of all different shapes and sizes oh by and by the way we had a sort of an ll related guest that we were going to have on this week he had to work so we're going to push it off till next week I'm, remember excited. I'm excited about that yeah, yeah i'm excited yeah i mean this is it's a huge story what we're about to reveal so uh <laughs> and for every podcast ll uh donates to the alzheimer's association of the delaware valley and the national coalition against domestic violence ll pavorsky jewelers Honestly, it's a great ring, and in a year, it'll be even better because the all right, I was trying to make an ankle thing. It didn't happen. <laughs> I lost. I didn't, I didn't come up with anything. I tried to fly it. <laughs> Nothing. All right. Summer League. Here all we right. go. All right. Um, okay. So the Brandon Austin thing. Obviously, it's a very complicated issue. It is not a cut and dry thing. It's a lot of societal uh, stuff that gets into it. Let me just preview for people who don't know. Brandon Austin is a player on the Sixers summer league team. He's uh, I don't know where, where he went to high school, but he's from the Philadelphia area. Um, he originally went to Providence College and uh, and then transferred after um, <clears throat> the team. I believe he was not like kicked off the team, but like had to was like 
disciplined and prohibited from playing on the team. So he transferred for uh, sexual assault um, or sexual misconduct. They, I think they called, called it that or something. Um, and then transferred to Oregon and uh, where he then uh, once again was involved in uh, sexual assault allegations and, uh, and transferred to um, a junior college called Northwest Florida. Damian Dodson was also involved in that, uh, involved in that Oregon thing. Um, and then he just got drafted this year. He went to Houston after that and got drafted by the Knicks. Um, so Brandon Austin is, um, I'm sorry if I'm going to be scattered about this. There's just a lot of thoughts and a lot of stuff that goes into it. Um, but basically he was accused of sexual assault twice. Um, if you don't understand consent the first time, uh, you, you don't really get a pass for me on doing it the second time. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. So I, I really am sort of all over the place right now, but I'll just say that this podcast donates has donated a lot of money to rain, which is the rape abuse incest national network. Uh, so it's an issue that is close to me personally. Uh, I care deeply about it. And, uh, according to rain, um, 97% of rapists never spend a day in jail and only 2% of reported rapes are false. Those are the figures that they that they give. And also a ton of rapes go unreported um, because it's hard to come forward with that. Not every not every rape is a um, is a um, uh, Brock. What's his name? Uh, the Stan- Stanford kid. Brock Turner. Oh, right, right, right. right. Um, the Brock Turner, like, take a girl behind a dumpster and like all that stuff, which is disgusting in its own right. But there are more, there's a lot of rapes that are more complicated, whether they, whether the woman was too drunk or consent was given and then taken away or it got physical as it was happening. Um, it's just a really complicated issue. And, uh, and we as a society don't do a good enough job of, um, taking ownership of our mistakes and teaching men and boys, the meaning of consent and how important it is to uh, just really respect women and what they want and not to force them, themselves onto them in any, in any way. And, you know, there's, I, t- so I tweeted about it a couple days ago earlier in the week and a lot of people responded saying like innocent until proven guilty, man. Um, a lot of people <laughs> said worse stuff than that. Just calling me a hater, which seems weird. Um, and, uh, I think it, it, if you're just, if you're just going like the law is the law, uh, if you, if you didn't get convicted, then clearly nothing happened. Well, to, to you're, be clear, he, he also wasn't, he wasn't even formally charged, right? I'm just, but there just, were police reports. The, the, right. so the, she, she submitted or one of them, I, I forget which, if it was Providence or Oregon, but one of them submitted a police report saying that like, as it was happening, she, he took her cell phone. Um, when she tried to call for help, um, there's just some really ugly stuff out there in, in the reports and I don't, we don't have to necessarily repeat them all here, but the, the, the woman from Oregon won an $800,000 lawsuit against Oregon under title nine of how they handled the case. Um, basically $800,000 means that they admitted that there was, even if it wasn't happening in the court of law, uh, they or at least a criminal court then there was some responsibility taken there. Um, 
I, I just at the end at the end day I I think you just got to trust women when they say that they got raped. Um, it's a really complicated issue. It is we as a society have just done a terrible job forever of of treating women with respect. And uh, over the past couple years, really, it seems like um, the national consensus has started going in the right direction. There's still a lot of people that are just like women lie. And, and that's it. And they just like stand up for it. Like people were calling me out on Twitter, just like without any information about the case, just like immediately going to this guy's defense and not knowing anything about the case. And like, it's just really upsetting. It's a very upsetting thing. And so that's, that's its own pocket of things of like, you know, it's a complicated issue where there's, it makes me very upset. Um, but the, the, what we're dealing with is we're not saying the Sixers should send what I'm well, sorry, I'm not, I'm not saying we. What I'm not saying is uh, the Sixers. I'm not saying the Sixers should send Brandon Austin to jail for this. I'm not saying they should try him in their own Sixers court and and come to a decision and and send him to jail. I'm saying that this is based. You have the choice to hire someone or hire a vast collection of other candidates. And they hired this guy to be on their summer league team, and they didn't say anything about it there was no like hey we know his past we we understand that he he had these two incidents and we talked to him about it and we feel confident that this isn't we did a ton of background research we believe that he's either these were both let's say let's say they could go like these are both false false accusations we we went very deep on it we talked to the police we talked to all these people and we're and we feel comfortable that we are willing to give this kid another chance um, because we believe in him and we believe that like uh, justice was handled correctly and he and he hasn't done anything wrong or the other route which is like he's made mistakes but he's uh, he's changed he understands consent he went to counseling he he said all the right stuff and he you know ha- has now become a voice an outspoken voice for uh, for treating women with respect and teaching young men and boys uh, about consent on a college campus or anywhere um and none of that happened they just they just said he's on the team and here he is and they maybe they hope people that people wouldn't look it up or realize or understand but i think that's really problematic um there's so many levels to this but the basic fact it is like to if, if no one's saying that um every athlete or every politician or every whoever is has to be a role model for everyone but when you got kicked off of two kicked out of two schools for sexual assault um you can't just you can't just be assumed that like oh people make mistakes oh like it happens because like what about the women that accused him what about them because there's a just a ton of the suicide rate of, of women who got raped is incredibly high. And so they're not, they're not getting a second chance. It's, we're just only giving the athlete a second chance because they're maybe good at sports. And I, I just think it's just a terrible indictment on our society and, and just an organization that is, you know, it doesn't, it, at the end of the day, this stuff doesn't matter if he's good or not good. That it shouldn't factor in. But like the Sixers are riding a lot of goodwill, and to then be like, "Hey, we're gonna slip this guy under the rug and not say anything, and uh, and just hope you don't notice," 
I, I think it's, it's just very upsetting to me and I'm disappointed in the organization for how they've not even how they handled it, just that they haven't said anything and that they're just doing this and just it does it clearly doesn't matter to them. All right. That's I know that's a lot of things and I, I didn't make it wasn't cohesive, but it's a it's a very complicated thing. I'm not saying it's cut and dry, but I, I'm just disappointed all around. OK, my perspective, I agree with, I would say, 80 percent of what you said. Okay. I, I guess what what I I guess where I come to differ is that um, like I don't trust anything that happens on a college campus, and I'm not saying he didn't do it. Like maybe he did it, maybe he didn't do it. I don't know. Like I don't, you know, I, who knows? Um, I because I like you said, there are a lot of different levels to all of this. I think there's a lot of ambiguity about what happens with a lot of these things. So I'm not mm -hmm. going to claim to know what he did or, or he didn't do because there have been cases both ways. Just because people have been accused and not done it, like Duke, the Duke lacrosse thing, doesn't mean that everybody's yeah. innocent. And just, yes. you know, like it doesn't mean either way. I think... But, but generally the statistics indicate that typically a heavy majority of when rapes are reported. Right. But but we all are. we all sat here and watched Kobe Bryant for a decade after he went to trial for it, right? Yeah. And then settled out of and 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 so like, you know, I Totally. Just because he's not good at it, he's not as good at basketball. So I guess what I would say is this. Absolutely. I, that should that should not matter 100%. You, right. So I guess what I would say is this is that I think you and I have a um a um a responsibility but also a, an advantage over most people in that if one of us wants an answer about something, one of us could go to the team and ask for an answer um, on our own without like without making issue of it. And we might even get the answer. We might not get the answer. We might. I don't know that just because the Sixers didn't put out a formal statement saying this is why we signed Brandon Austin doesn't mean that they didn't do all the things that you wanted them to do. And I guess to a certain extent... I think that Brett Brown is a great guy, right? And I think that Lloyd Pierce seems like a really good guy. And if these guys are good with it and the players who are playing with them, and I'm making the assumption that they're good with it, but like something tells me if Brian Colangelo was like, I want Brandon Austin on the team, and Brett Brown said, over my dead body, like I think Brett Brown would probably win that one given the, the fact that Brandon Austin is not going to be on the team or anything. I sort of have some faith that um, they did some sort of due diligence. And for one reason or another, whether it's because Brandon Austin has decided that he's sorry for what he did, whether there are facts of the case that we didn't know that they knew that like they went in more in depth. Like, I, th I think I think if I wanted to know more, I would go out and, and ask them more, you know, and, and give them the opportunity to answer me, because I do think it's possible whether you think it's, you know, we could disagree about whether this is right or not. If they think on their own, like this kid is busy trying to um, get his life back together, like uh, the last thing he needs is a press release about the sexual assault that we don't think he did three and a half years ago. Then like I'm okay with that. If that was now, if they were just like saying nobody will care, nobody will care, which I guess is possible. I guess I'm not okay with that, but I'm not going to assume the worst because I think there are too many people involved in this who I think highly of, and I wouldn't assume that. And that's sort I, of where I, I sit with it. I, I just don't think that it's, it's you can just give them the benefit of the doubt. Well, but I, I, it's but not. It's, it's not like the Sixers have, have handled. It's not like the Sixers have handled like tons of. Uh, these kinds of things in the past where it's like, oh, Brett Brown has a history of handling uh, rape allegations or, or 
sexual misconduct and or domestic violence, any of those things. We don't know. There's no precedent of like, yes, no, he, but, but he, we, he cares about this kind of stuff. But we can't say but, he's a good guy for three years. Well, and talk I mean, about he's a good, he, seems, he seems like a guy. I don't know him. Nobody really – we don't really know him on a human level. Like he might, just he like might you not don't know, a, Just like you don't know Brandon Austin on a human level. Of course. But there are allegations and this sends a message to the fan base and to no. people like – I don't think the, it sends it, that it, message. I don't think it sends, it sends I, a message it, that it sends a message that that we don't think you need to know. No, I I, I don't that that, that 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 he's done anything in the past that that we either believe him or don't believe him or don't care about or whatever it is. Saying nothing, being silent about it. I understand that's that's a total valid point that maybe they think that would it would just the 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 more press attention would just hurt, hurt him and they believe him, so they're going to keep it on the rug. But that you have to. We, you have to. Cons- it, it's a complicated issue, and 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 the fact is, they just signed him and and stood silent and and let like. But you, did, did you like, hey. did you send did you send one email to you have you have email contacts within the I know, Sixers I, press? I want because I, I I tweeted about it because I want it to be public. I but, want, but, but, but I'm you, not like going on. Have, going but you have a responsibility. Saying, like, hey, but you my have access. Is to like you hey have, you have hey guys, access, Mike. You have access. You have access, and you never once asked the. You never even gave them the opportunity to say to you, "Here's how we feel." My, why should it be my responsibility to, to ask that? I, I'm, because you're a, you're in the signed, press. You're in the they press. They signed it. They signed a guy and he has a very he has two sexual assault allegations that kicked him out of two major colleges right and they didn't say anything about it right if it, are they going to send like secret whispers to every one of their well, did the phoenix suns fans did the phoenix suns put out a press release about why they drafted josh jackson even though he had shitty things on his record that's that's what josh jackson did and what brandon but but but, 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 the, but, very but different. right but they're both bad right you know, like, like I, I, I'm, I'm just. I'm not using Josh Jackson at all. I'm saying know, I'm, but, I'm only talking about the Sixers right now, and and the fact that well, this is a that this is a systemic around sports and around society in general. Right. That like I think, need to be better about respecting women and and coming and not just like assuming forgiveness, not be like, oh, well, he was, you know, he went through a dark time and he's fine and you don't need to. It's that's, okay. That's not it's what not, I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying, I'm not I, saying said, that it, I said, I am not assuming the worst. And I said that, like, I, I don't think that it is on, like, I am not going to, like, I think it's irresponsible to scream rapist, rapist, rapist for a guy that either wasn't convicted or I have no firsthand um, knowledge of him being a rapist, and I think I think that if if I were to scream shame on the Sixers about something this seriously, I would personally reach out to them and say what is going on here. So I had all of that information, and if you don't so want to I'd, do that, I'd that's rather, fine. I but, don't want to do that. I'd rather them rather, make it public so they can talk to but they don't the have, fans come clean about it to everybody. But, but shouldn't, they, be, shouldn't be like come them clean. placating me like quietly be like. Hey, and I did. I've talked to people on the Sixers about it, and and some of them have been like, "Yeah, I'm not pumped about it uh, that the that the fact that he's here." But there, no one's no one's owning the because no one's standing up and saying, "Hey, I believe in this kid. I'm the one who said this. I talked to him. We did the background. We can only assume that like they don't give a shit. That's, no, they, that, that, but, they but, haven't but, said that, anything. But I, I don't assume anything. that. You have, can't assume. You can't assume it's good intention. I can assume they whatever. Haven't said anything. You what, assume. What, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're assuming this guy raped two people, it, with with without any without with with only the context that you read on the internet, right? I read so, the police reports and the generally okay. the statistics well, so you, indicate that when people are accused of rape, 
and a women, woman, it's not a fun thing to accuse someone so, of rape. So you, like, you read the police report. You read excited. the police report. You re- Mike, you read the police report and the police read the police report. You are convicting him. The police didn't even charge him. It's, it's really difficult. Spike, you right. have to acknowledge that it's really difficult to it, – it's a, it is a complicated, messy thing. If right. it was initially but you're not treating it's not anymore. But, Mike, you're not treating it as – I, I don't believe that you are treating it Because the Sixers like are not getting out in front of this issue. No. They're just saying, like, no. he's here. No. Deal you, with it. You are you – are, no. What I'm saying is is you're not treating it like a complicated issue. You are treating it like a cut-and-dry issue. Um, like, I'm not saying that I, – I, I am saying that I don't believe necessarily that they haven't done what you asked – um, in terms of background and consent, I believe that I, like that that all we've done is talked about how Brett Brown has been a good mentor and kept the locker room together and has that's done different that's, had, that's, not, that's, made, not, that's nothing but, to do with, with sexual assault allegations. Right, Brett Brown can be but, a great guy and then not give a shit about. It. I'm you, not saying one way or the other. If, all if I'm saying is like they haven't said anything, guy, and that sends a bad would, message to the fans, the female fans, and it does a disservice okay, to, the, to the two women that might have gotten raped. It's like we're giving him giving right. him the benefit of the doubt. But like, what about them? How how painful is it? What if, if they said if you did rape these women? What if they that, said that they that they see like him giving them a shot as they're like going through a ton of therapy and they're let 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 me ask you this: What if they said we did we did Tons of background on this, and actually, we don't think he did a thing. What do you think then? Because I think I, you would condemn them the they, exact same way, even if they, worse. If they came out and said, if they came out honestly and said, like, here, here, we want to, we want to be frank about this. We care about this issue. We care about sexual sexual assault and treating women with respect. We we believe Lean In is like a big NBA uh, promotion. They have and beads and beads been involved in it. Plenty of other like Draymond, ton of guys, Aaron Aflala. Those guys have been involved in Lean In, and so. When there is sexual assault allegations, two of them that kicked him off of two major college teams, it was just hard to do. Oregon had a guy this year named Cavell Bigby Williams who played the whole season and then it came out – he was transferring at the end of the year because of sexual assault allegations and they let him play the whole season. This happens all the time. So the fact that he had to get – he got kicked off of two teams, it it, it indicates to me – I'm not – it indicates to me that I mean I just believe women. That's that's where I'm at. I believe women when they say they've they've been they've been raped. That that is my that is my general ethos. And okay. the separate thing is I'm not saying the Sixers have to go and send them to prison. I'm saying that they owe it to their fans to come clean about why they are hiring this person and putting him on the court and saying and and giving him a Sixers jersey and say hey we're proud that he's wearing a Sixers jersey. And I think their silence speaks volumes. And I, I want them to come out publicly and say something about it one way or the other. I, I disagree. I think if he had been um, – I think it's different had he been – like I think about the Michael Vick thing. And Michael Vick was convicted and put in jail and obviously the Eagles had to address um, what they were doing. I think like if they believe that if, – if they believe he didn't do anything, um, I don't think drawing attention to it is like – like helps the kid at all and not like maybe it's a shithead and maybe he's not a shithead but i said like in this it's different a shithead it's not being a shithead well, raping no, women is I, not being I, a shithead. okay maybe he's guilty maybe he's not guilty what i'm saying is is that i am like i am not in the position to to judge i am also not in the position to limit his employment for something that he was accused of that's just not how the country works and i i it, it isn't you know, it, it is how the country works, just not when it comes to athletics. No, no. If you're accused of something and somebody is not employing you because you you are accused of something, that's not fair. 
Of yeah, course, especially that's how, if you didn't. Do. That's how it works. And a lot of people, like if you like Michael Vick, I don't want to make this about Michael Vick or whatever, but he went to prison and he served his time. The the idea of prison is that you you were supposed to rehabilitate yourself and you come out and you've done your time, you've paid your debt to society, and you come out on the other end and say, I'm ready to be uh, a contributing member of society. And Brandon Austin didn't do that for a, a host of reasons. We don't know exactly what's what. Uh, it's hard to prove e- prove evidence in a rape case, especially when it's as com- a complicated an issue as consent. And it's upsetting. I know you have to go. Um, I'm just disappointed with how the Sixers handle it, and I would like them to come come clean, just talk to the fan base and say, hey, here's why we did what we did. We believe this guy or we don't give a shit. And uh, just just say it. Like it's just. I think their silence speaks volumes, and I'm, I'm really disappointed in the organization. I think their actions speak. I, I think their actions speak for what their actions speak for. If if they put him on the team, then they believe in the kid. If they didn't put him on the team, they wouldn't believe in the kid. And I don't. I don't need them to make every statement. If they if they took, I, I believe if they took um, and made a statement about every um, kid that they signed that uh, that had some sort of shitty thing in their past, um, whether it be whatever it is, I think like that. Uh, like I, I think that does a disservice to the player. I think it does a disservice to the, the, uh, the public too. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Giving them information about the people that are employing their team and the, the tic- and the ticket holders are paying money to see. Mike, did you cheer for the 08 Phillies? It's I'm not making Mike, for Mike, anybody. Mike, did you cheer for the 08 Phillies? Spike, why are you trying to catch me? Alive? I don't I'm not. Think did you cheer? Violence should be. Did you cheer yeah. for the? Okay, well, Brett Myers. Yeah, and I'm disappointed Myers, that they let Brett Myers play on the and team. He beat like, the shit it, out of his it's wife. It's a complicated issue. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not holding myself up. There's nothing complicated about it. Either make a stand or don't make a stand. I don't think it's the that stand is you shouldn't employ people who it's not domestic We're violence and sexual assault are different. But We're accused of something equally. Yeah, they shouldn't. They, they should come out and talk about it. Okay. Like alluding to, hey, uh, what happened? He's had a dark past. What's up with him? Yeah, he's better now. Like Brandon Austin, I, multiple people have tweeted at me saying that after they commented on the Sixers Instagram, I think it was Brandon Austin tweeted at them, like saying like when, when they they commented saying like, uh, isn't this guy a rapist or something along those lines? And Brandon Austin DM'd them a picture of his like highlight reel and saying like, get my name out of your mouth or fuck you or like something something demeaning. It's like he's just calling out. Like, he he hasn't. There's there's been no public indication that he has uh, gotten better or or apologetic or understands anything of what he did. Uh, uh, at this anything, point, only, anything that he was accused of doing, not did. Well, he, he hasn't come out and said, "Hey, I respect women, and I would never do this, and I I understand that this is a complicated issue, and I just want to know that I want everyone to know that I didn't do these things that and like." I, you know, you shouldn't have to have like a, a mother or a cousin or a grandmama or a daughter or whatever to like want to protect women and not have them be raped to, with no consequences. He sued Oregon for seven million dollars. I think that's a pretty fair statement that's saying like, hey, I, you, you put me in a bad spot that you, that I didn't do that. He, he, but, that's, but that that says nothing about like how he feels as a human being. Okay, about well, sexual I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't need, I don't. You might need that from him. I don't need that from him. I, I just think that there's so much misdirection about what's happening. All, all I need to do, they, they employed this guy. He has clear, he has two huge allegations of sexual assault and they've said nothing about it. And that is disappointing. What, what I read into that is you look at the bright side and say, oh, they probably did the research. I don't need to know about it. I, I bet they did a great job. I bet, the, I bet he hasn't, didn't do anything. I look into it saying they don't want people to know. They don't give a shit. 
and this sends a bad message to women and girls. Then then I'll tell you, you shouldn't buy tickets to go see them. If if you you should put your money where your mouth is, and I think you're you're I think this is hypocritical. And I think I think if if this was that important to you, then you would take a real stand. And I don't think I don't think tweeting about it is a real stand. To be honest with you, like I think you can't shame everyone and say shame on you for not having a problem with this. Shame on you for not doing this. Shame on and you're not doing anything. What are you doing? You're not doing. I'm trying to use my small platform to get the six to comment could, on it. But if you you could do that. You could do that rather than just calling that calling people out on social media is like the the uh it's the 2017 version of like of uh of it's like pissing into the wind. It's a waste of time. If I if I if I do it privately and they say, "Hey Mike, it's actually he's actually a good guy and we think this and we're not going to say anything, but it's fine." Then like I'm placated, but what about the like well, but, hundreds of thousands of other people that don't get that information? Well, but I want. But, I but then it can be up. But then it can be up to you. If you if you're not ashamed of if you're uh, not ashamed of what you've done, you should publicly say like, "Hey, here's here's the facts. Here's what we believe. We think it, it shouldn't have to be private backroom stuff. It should it's be a, like backroom assumes that they are they are hiding something and not that they made. They're not a saying decision. anything. But they're that's not, not backroom. They don't have to say anything, Mike. And I'm and, just and then, telling and then, you. And then we can we can I, assume that they're fine employing. I think employing that, people that don't give a shit I about think, sexual assault. I think that your stance is hypocritical, and I think the fact that and, that because I disagreed with you on part of it, you got defensive and accusatory, and uh, I didn't accuse you of anything. Yeah, I accused you of nothing this whole time. Should, by 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 telling me that I am complicit with backroom I didn't say dealings. you're complicit. Sure you did. I didn't say you're, no. Sure I you didn't. Did. I never said the word complicit. Like, I'm saying we as a society need to do better. Uh, we as a society need to do better about explaining and 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 talking about consent. And and just generally respecting women, and I want that to happen. That is my ultimate ethos. And I have a s- small platform with my Twitter account and this podcast to talk about it. And I hope the Sixers listen and say, like, okay, we here's here's why we signed this guy. Here's 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 what we did, or or just say like, oh, you know what? Like, we didn't do the necessary research. We didn't do the background checks. We fucked up. Our bad. Like, I just want it to be public because we can't just keep forgiving people who have been accused of these and, things while the women who accuse them are and you, suffering in ambiguity and have and, to just, and you like, cannot, watch these And you out. cannot continue to retry somebody publicly over and over for something that they weren't, that they weren't convicted of, that they weren't even charged with. Like, like, if, they, if you can't acknowledge that there's problems with our criminal justice system... That's not what like, I did, but there's... there's you, you just said they weren't accused, minute, so it's like, Mike, it's fine. Mike, Mike, a lot of our criminal justice system locks up people for shit they did not do. For I know. stuff they did not do. So, of course, so saying, there's problems well, on both sides. Right, it's a right, problem. It's right. a bad so situation. But I think so you're assuming you you're that assuming, like, oh, he wasn't convicted. He's fine. No, I'm then saying I, that I'm saying that I'm saying that it is not up to the Sixers to retry somebody in the public. So how many times? Let me ask you this: If they if they uh, say that this is why they hired Brent, this is why they hired Brandon Austin for summer league, and this is what they then next year when let's say the Celtics put them on on their summer league team, do they have to do it too? And then the next year when the Suns do it, do they have to do it too? Like how many times do they have to retry? Try somebody in the press until it's enough for you. Because let's, let's try, let's try once, and let's see, and let's but see. But he's what been tried in the back. press. For, I mean, this is plenty available on the internet. There, there's plenty of information on this on the internet. Plenty. And, and Sixers have said nothing. No organization that has employed him has said anything until he's gone. Right. So I'm saying that. So if all of the organizations that employed him felt that it was okay. Like I am telling you that I am okay with that, and I am not. I don't think that the guy uh, that look if 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 he did it 
to if he did it and doesn't care and is not sorry and whatever, then to hell with him. And I hope I hope the rest of his life is miserable. But I, I'm not assuming that. And like I I don't feel the need to try him in public every time he gets a job for something that he was accused of doing. I this don't is, think this that's is the only time he's gotten a job for a team that we care about and that we have a podcast about. And I'm using my small platform to try to get them to come out to come out and take a stance on it and say why they did what they did. They owe it to their fans to say something rather than just being like, hey, we employ, we employ someone who's been accused of sexual assault twice, kicked off of two college teams, and uh, you guys make your own conclusions or don't pay attention. We don't give a shit. They have not said anything. I think they should say something so that we can have a dialogue about it and people can make up their own minds. So you can like tell them that they're full of the shit. If, you, if, you, if they said publicly that they thought that they did, a, that they, they put out a, a, a five-line statement that they did their background check on him and they feel uh, comfortable hiring him, you would just shame them even more that how if, could if, they employ if, a racist? If it felt, if it felt empty, be, then yeah. yeah if there, it felt there, empty there, there and then be, Brandon Austin is, is continuing to like tweet be, at people saying like, fuck you on DMs like, yeah, and cares not what he indicating anything. If, if if he's not showing remorse, we can't just assume that he's like given – you can't just give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know that he has anything to be remorseful for. I don't. What if he doesn't – what if he does not believe he He has to at least come out and say like something about how he respects women and would never do okay. that and he's taken All these right. steps to ensure well, that these things should, don't happen you anymore. Should, you should put – you should get a bill passed in Congress that anytime anybody is accused of anything, they have to come out publicly and talk about how important that issue is every time they – every I, I think time it's they, just I, – I, I, man, I, I just I just want people to take ownership for their decisions and to say that like, hey, we we don't we, we don't condone this stuff and, and we believe that we, we've talked to him. We did extensive research and we don't believe this, 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 this. Just to say that. That's all That's all it is. The Sixers hired him and we have a podcast about the Sixers. Right. And, and every time, every time they draft anyone or hire stop, someone. Stop saying every time. I'm saying right every, here. No. Oh, one time. This okay. Time, I am saying, Mike, I am saying when they, they said shit about when it. they draft people and when they hire people for the team, we assume generally that they talk to them extensively, that they, that they find out more about their character, the draft process is like that. We assume they do all of those things every day, all of the time. When they, when, when they, when they employ players, we assume they do those things. I am not going to assume they didn't do this for this particular I'm, I'm going to assume that they care more about his athletic ability than the fact that he's been accused of two But he's never going to make the team. Stuff. He's never going to make the team. He, he could totally make the team as, a, as the two-way guy. He could absolutely, it could actually absolutely happen, and that's disgusting. I don't want it to happen. I want them to come out and say that something, anything, so that doesn't happen. I don't think that you would approve of anything they said. Unless it was I, exactly the regardless words that of you that, showed. they should still say something. Oh, but, uh, but if you're slipping not it under the rug and, and, and having and just trying to not say anything at all and hoping people just like don't don't pay attention to it, just like breeze by, it's it's wrong. It is wrong for for the women who have accused him. It's wrong for the their fans who give a shit about this that they're not coming clean about it. Okay, I don't agree with you. All right, all right. Uh, I don't have the time for anything else. Uh, I okay, I had a a hard out about uh 15 minutes ago so uh we will back be back next week um with uh, another full hour on brandon austin no probably not um we'll talk to you next week thanks very much all right like i said won't you hit some-